Good morning, brothers and sisters. Good morning, friends of Forest Hill family. Good morning, whoever you are joining us today for day 356 of our daily walk through the Word with Jesus, one chapter per day. My name is Michael Talercio. I'm the pastoral intern at Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. And we're getting pretty close to the end of the year. We're getting even closer to Christmas Day. And we're getting close to the end of the book of Judges as well. So, if you recall from yesterday's devotional, we are in a section here at the end of the book. One of two conclusions. It's been said that the book of Judges has two introductions and two conclusions. And we're in the second chapter of the first of those two conclusions. Where we've met this man, Micah from the hill country of Ephraim, and a young Levite who has gone to live in his house with him and is now functioning at this point in the story as his own personal priest, this young Levite is. And we saw some greed. We saw some selfishness in yesterday's chapter. Well, we're going to see even more today. And what's going to be shocking is we're going to find out some detail, a particular detail about who this Levite is. But what's even more shocking is that we are going to see that these men and others that we're going to read about are pretty representative of us. Hopefully, we'll see that by the Holy Spirit's help. And hopefully, we'll also see the hope in today's passage, the hope of Christmas, even in Judges 18. So let's ask the Lord for such a gift as that by going to Him in prayer. Let's pray. Father, Thank you as we come to your word. Thank you that you hear us. Thank you that you continue to hear us as we come to you asking for your help to understand your word, to know Jesus, to know what we're like and how much we need Jesus, Lord, in light of who we are and what we're like. We pray that you would meet us here today as we study your word now through your spirit's power, for Jesus' glory, for our good At the same time, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Judges chapter 18, beginning in verse 1. In those days, there was no king in Israel. And in those days, the tribe of the people of Dan was seeking for itself an inheritance to dwell in. For until then, no inheritance among the tribes of Israel had fallen to them. So the people of Dan sent five abled men from the whole number of their tribe, from Zorah and from Eshtael, to spy out the land and to explore it. And they said to them, Go and explore the land. And they came to the hill country of Ephraim, to the house of Micah, and lodged there. When they were by the house of Micah, they recognized the voice of the young Levite. And they turned aside and said to him, Who brought you here? What are you doing in this place? What is your business here? And he said to them, This is how Micah dealt with me. He has hired me, and I have become his priest. And they said to him, Inquire of God, please, that we may know whether the journey on which we are setting out will succeed. And the priest said to them, Go in peace. The journey on which you go is under the eye of the Lord. And the five men departed and came to Laish and saw the people who were there, how they lived in security after the manner of the Sidonians, quiet and unsuspecting, lacking nothing that is in the earth, and possessing wealth, and how they were far from the Sidonians and had no dealings with anyone. And when they came to their brothers at Zorah and Eshtael, their brothers said to them, What do you report? They said, Arise, and let us go up against them, for we have seen the land, and behold, it is very good. And will you do nothing? 
Do not be slow to go, to enter in and possess the land. As soon as you go, you will come to an unsuspecting people. The land is spacious, for God has given it into your hands, a place where there is no lack of anything that is in the earth. So six hundred men of the tribe of Dan, armed with weapons of war, set out from Zorah and Eshdale, and went up and encamped at Kiriath-Jerim in Judah. On this account, that place is called Mahanadan to this day. Behold, it is west of Kiriath-Jerim. And they passed on from there to the hill country of Ephraim and came to the house of Micah. Then the five men who had gone to scout out the country of Laish said to their brothers, Do you know that in these houses there are an ephod, household gods, a carved image, and a metal image? Now therefore consider what you will do. And they turned aside there and came to the house of the young Levite at the home of Micah and asked him about his welfare. Now the six hundred men of the Danites, armed with their weapons of war, stood by the entrance of the gate. And the five men who had gone to scout out the land went up and entered and took the carved image, the ephod, the household gods, and the metal image, while the priest stood by the entrance of the gate with the six hundred men armed with weapons of war. And when these went into Micah's house and took the carved image, the ephod, the household gods, and the metal image, the priest said to them, What are you doing? And they said to him, Keep quiet, put your hand on your mouth, and come with us, and be to us a father and a priest." Is it better for you to be priest to the house of one man or to be priest to a tribe and clan in Israel? And the priest's heart was glad. He took the ephod and the household gods and the carved image and went along with the people. So they turned and departed, putting the little ones and the livestock and the gods in front of them. When they had gone a distance from the home of Micah, the men who were in the houses near Micah's house were called out. And they overtook the people of Dan, and they shouted to the people of Dan, who turned around and said to Micah, What is the matter with you that you come with such a company? And he said, You take my gods that I made and the priests, and go away, and what have I left? How then do you ask me what is the matter with you? And the people of Dan said to him, Do not let your voice be heard among us, lest angry fellows fall upon you, and you lose your life with the lives of your household. Then the people of Dan went their way, and when Micah saw that they were too strong for him, he turned and went back to his home. But the people of Dan took what Micah had made, and the priest who belonged to him, and they came to Laish, to a people quiet and unsuspecting, and struck them with the edge of the sword, and burned the city with fire. And there was no deliverer, because it was far from Sidon, and they had no dealings with anyone. It was in the valley that belongs to Beth Rehob. Then they rebuilt the city and lived in it. And they named the city Dan after the name of Dan their ancestor, who was born to Israel. But the name of the city was Laish at the first. And the people of Dan set up the carved image for themselves. And Jonathan, the son of Gershom, son of Moses, and his sons were priests to the tribe of the Danites until the day of the captivity of the land. So they set up Micah's carved image that he made as long as the house of God was at Shiloh. What does it look like for a group of people to reject the loving word and provision of God? It looks like Judges chapter 18. It looks like what we just read about. It looks like a tribe, the tribe of Dan, having been given territory to live in. Back in Joshua chapter 19, we read of this, where God had given cities to the people of Dan to go into and to live in, to drive out the inhabitants there. And the people don't do that. The tribe of Dan doesn't. And so now at the beginning of chapter 18, we're seeing the people of the tribe of Dan looking for a place for themselves. 
much like the Levite that they're about to encounter in today's passage was doing in chapter 17. He had been given a place to live, but he wasn't content with it. So he went looking for a new place for himself. And he finds one in the house of Micah, that he's content to live there, at least up until today's chapter plays out. And now the Danites are going to happen upon this very home of Micah, where this Levite is living. And in verse 3, we see that they, when they get to the house of Micah, these five spies from the tribe of Dan, who are going to look for a place on behalf of the people of Dan, they recognize the voice of the young Levite in the house of Micah. That's interesting. Maybe we'll get a little more information as to why they happen to recognize this Levite's voice. And then they ask him why he's there, he tells them. And then they ask for him to inquire of God if God will bless them on their journey as they go look for a place for themselves. And the priest readily says, yes, go in peace. The journey on which you go is under the eye of the Lord. So it's kind of par for the course for this Levite to bless the Danites on their journey, having just blessed himself, essentially, on his own journey. And so these five spies from the tribe of Dan continue on and they come to this city called Laish where the people are quiet and unsuspecting, where they kind of live by themselves and they're minding their own business. And this is a place that God has not given to the people of Dan to take possession of and yet they scope it out and they like it. And they bring word back to their clansmen to the people of the tribe of Dan. And this time, unlike when the spies went out into the land of Canaan initially and only Joshua and Caleb brought back a favorable report and encouraged the people to go into the land, this time these five spies tell the people of Dan, let's go. Let's go take possession. Let's not even waste a moment. Let's go to this land. It's great. And these people will have no idea that we're coming. And so that's what the people of the tribe of Dan prepare to do. They take 600 men who go up with weapons and on their way, they come to the house of Micah and they encounter the Levite and the five spies who had already met up with the Levite there previously tell the men of Dan, hey, there's there's some something in this house that you should see. And so the people of the tribe of Dan uh, essentially stand guard while the five spies go in and start stealing Micah's stuff. And the Levite, at first, wants to know what's going on until they say to him in verse 19, keep quiet, put your hand on your mouth, and come with us and be to us a father and a priest. And this Levite's excited to do that, to just leave Micah in the dust, to just go with the next best thing. He's going to be a priest to a whole tribe of people. If he had a cushy life as the priest to just one man, now he gets to be priest to a whole tribe. He's going to have, his life's going to be more comfortable than ever before. And he's happy to go along. That's disturbing. This man is supposed to be a priest of God's people. He's supposed to mediate God's presence to the people of Israel. He's supposed to remind the people of Israel what true worship of God really is and who the true Lord really is. And he's not only abandoned the territory that the Lord provided for him to live in, he's not only been worshiping a false deity and enabling a man, Micah, to worship this false 
these false deities. But now he's going to go and he's going to just allow this people of the tribe of Dan to massacre the people of Laish. He's not only going to give them his blessing, he's going to give them his presence. He's going to go with them. So they depart and they have this little skirmish with the uh, with Micah and his household, and Micah's too afraid. Interestingly, the gods that he made, as he himself says in verse 24, you take my gods that I made, interesting, are, those gods are unable to help Micah now that these Danites are, are taking possession of them. What kind of gods are you worshiping, Micah? He, he should be wondering. Maybe, maybe, you know, speculation here. Maybe he Maybe he repented after that, hopefully, when he realized that the gods that he made have no real power. But nonetheless, we come to the end of the text. And so the people of Dan, along with this Levite, go into the city of Laish and just wipe out the people that are living there. This quiet, unsuspecting people who are minding their own business. And then they move in and they rebuild the city and rename it and... By the end of the passage, they've set up Micah's carved image that he made as long as the house of God was at Shiloh. That'll be a long time. That'll be until the time of the kings, in fact. And perhaps the most shocking thing of all about this text is that in verse 30, we learn that this Levite that we've been reading about, this selfish Levite, is Jonathan, the son of Gershom, son of Moses. So, This is Moses' grandson, this very self-centered Levite who has just kicked to the curb Micah and God's provision for whatever better comes along over and over again. He's seeking a place for himself and he's never content. That's what it looks like to reject the word of the Lord. And the consequence, the result of that is Imagine putting together a bunch of people just like this Jonathan who are looking for a better life for themselves and know that there won't really be any consequences for what the for what it would involve if they were to go find a better life, just like the people of Dan, the tribe of Dan, where they knew that they could just go into this quiet and unsuspecting city and destroy the people there, innocent people for all intents and purposes, to move in to a place that the Lord would never have given to them, never never wanted them to live in. And they just take over. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like to kick to the curb people to, to make a way for yourself. And again, the hope in this text is very, very... It's, it's very concealed because there's a lot of darkness. But there's a glimmer of light. And it's in the fact that the Lord sees what we do. Verse 6, the journey on which you go, even selfish journeys, are under the eye of the Lord. That doesn't mean he's blessing our journey and saying it's okay, but it does mean that he sees it. And thank him for that. Because not only does God see into our darkness, but he brings light into our darkness and has. He sent Jesus, his own son, the true king that we need to rescue us. To rescue people like the Danites, like the Levite, if we will but turn to him. Have you turned to Jesus? Do you understand what Christmas is about? It's about God sending light into the darkness of our souls. Will you go to him? 
Let's go to him now in prayer. Father, thank you that you sent Jesus, the light of the world, into such a dark situation like we read about today, into such a dark situation like our hearts depict. Thank you, Lord, that you've come to this world to save sinners. We pray that today we would rejoice that you have loved us enough, that you have provided so well for people the opportunity to be made right with you, to have our sins forgiven, to have fellowship with you, Lord, through Jesus, and to live in a way that doesn't kick people to the curb. Would you help us to see this Christmas season? how we might be tempted to do that, to repent and to simply come back into your light. May we bring light into people's lives as we believe in Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I hope that you will have been blessed by God's word, by this glimmer of light shining in Judges 18, and by the true light who has, since Judges 18, come into the world to save people. Let's trust in him today and live for his glory. God bless. Mm-hmm.